Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And today is Tuesday. That means Gore Girl Summer continues. And today, do we have a Gore Girl for you? You ain't gonna believe this. This is one of my my favorite interviews. This is a very recent player, a very important player in the recent history of our beloved game. And we think you will like it very much. But before we get to that, we must remind you that we are in the month of June, which is the Gorniversary month. And for the Gorniversary, we have re-released the, the classic Game of Roses Ella Tolkien design t-shirt, the 4TRR shirt with the crying woman. She's crying tears of blood. Her hands are grassed and thorns and there's the definition of 4TRR on it and it's it's just a gorgeous shirt it's perfect for peacocking because it's a striking image oh speaking of peacocking i wore my gore logo shirt which is also available all this is available at gameofroses.co and i wore it in the airport and (gasps) i did not get anyone coming up to me but I did get somebody looking directly at it who knew exactly what the fuck it was for sure. <gasps> Do you think they recognized you or just the shirt? I doubt it because I had on a mask and a hood and a cowl. And a... <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it because I had a bucket over my hat, but Basically. they were definitely looking at the shirt. <laughs> yeah, they were looking at the shirt. Like, I, I'll peeping. count that. Yeah, I'll I count that. I, it was definitely recognition. They knew what the fuck it was. So anyway. In celebration of Gorniversary, all that is currently available. Gameofroses.co. We also have mugs there now, if you're interested at all in a mug. there's a mug. A beautiful white mug with our pink logo on it and a black interior, you know, because of the darkness within us all. And that mug is also available in our store. So grab up your merch to celebrate the Gorniversary and to prepare for Windekia, which is... Around the corner. God, it's so close. We can taste it. But now, we are very proud to present this continuation of Gore Girl Summer with somebody you're going to love in this very special... Welcome to the pit. Today, we are joined by one of the most memorable players from the historic fractured season 16 of The Bachelorette that ultimately featured two bachelorettes when Tasha Adams was brought in to replace Claire Crawley after she fell under the parasocial spell of Dale the Moss Man Moss. After finishing third place in that season, this player went on to find himself ensnared in one of the most overtly planned producer traps we've ever seen in BIP Season 7. We are humbled and honored to have with us today in the pit, Ivan Hall. 
Hey guys, I'm very happy to be here. That was definitely by far the best intro I've ever had on a podcast. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, it doesn't yes. stop there. <laughs> At the beginning of your season, Ivan, you had 1,300 followers on Instagram. Today, you have 160,000, which puts you at 123 on the all-time leaderboard, right between Baloney's Garrett Powell from Bachelorette Season 15 and Sydney Hightower from Bachelor Season 24. This is a very impressive company to be keeping, in my humble opinion. Wow. Uh, good to know. I, I, I had no clue on that. I mean, I, I think 1300 may have even been a little much. I felt like it was like seven or 800 really, but who knows? That we might've gotten that number after, <clears throat> you know, the Facebook post. Had yeah. out. It might be a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to get into everything that you did on all your seasons of the game. But before we do that, we always like to start our welcome to the pit episodes by asking you just some stuff about your background and how you grew up. So, sure. You are from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, uh, I was born in Chicago, but I mean, I lived there till I was like seven. I grew up in Dallas, though, um, the suburbs of Dallas and Plano, Texas. Oh, uh, yep, yep. I so grew up I, in Carrollton in Louisville. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very familiar. I graduated from Louisville High. We played Plano Senior High in baseball all there the time. Go. I get it. Yeah, I went to I went to East. So oh, yeah, you're okay. you're very familiar with the area. Oh. There. <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys played each other in sports. Well, I, I think I'm about 10 years maybe <laughs> older than you, so probably not, unless you were like a prodigy. You were like a nah. five-year-old on the high school team. I, right? On varsity when I was in fifth grade, but yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so we call Dallas the source because there's a lot of significant people that come out of that area, like Rachel Lindsay, like Sean Lowe. Did you know that Dallas Chris is- Chris Harrison. Is, Chris Harrison. Well, yeah, technically Chris Harrison as well. I mean, you know, call him what you will. But did you know that Dallas has this this weird thing about it where there's so much stuff that comes out of Dallas that goes into The Bachelor? So many different players and different kind of like weird things. No, I mean, now that you mention it, uh, um, no, I didn't realize how it's stacked up compared to other places, I guess. But yeah, Rachel, Sean, those are definitely like big name leads I feel like with impactful seasons. So uh, no, I, I had no clue though, really. Absolutely. I didn't really watch the show too. Yeah, yeah, Maddie's here now too. So it's uh, yeah, and then Adam and Raven are here, um, mm -hmm. and some of the newer players too. Um, so yeah, it's a, it is probably one of the bigger hubs, I would guess. So you're growing up in Plano. What did you watch growing up? Were you watching uh, The Bachelor? No, zero percent. My my, I definitely remember like my mom watching The Bachelor every so often. What was I watching? I have no clue. Like any other kid, Dragon Ball Z when I was little. And then, you know, like, um, I don't know. I do, I do remember watching like the challenge and like, um, what's the other one where they do, um, they travel across the world and stuff. I remember like in that show. A Amazing lot. Race. Amazing Race. Amazing Race. Yeah. yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, growing up in Plano, uh, this area, that's a, it's a really nice area, honestly. Uh, super just normal background. Uh, my parents are a little bit above average, I'd say. And, um, went to school at Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was, well, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I just say that just because it was a very comfortable, like amazing childhood growing up. Like they gave me whatever I wanted. We had amazing family like trips and, 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 you know, they were just the greatest parents ever. So uh, yeah, just a lot going well for myself just because my parents are the best ever. Yeah, that's always good. And you said you didn't watch The Bachelor <laughs> 0%. When did you actually start watching it what was the first season that you were aware of it oh uh i mean i definitely remember like rachel Lindsay's season i didn't watch it but i just remember it like um mm -hmm. just because it was such a big thing i feel like and then um 
like whenever I they contacted me to go on the show, that's when I like, okay, I went to go watch Hannah Brown season for the most part. I really just wanted to watch those limo entrances because that was like freaking me out. I was like, I can't do anything corny. Like I did not. Uh. <laughs> like I swear. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was definitely freaking me out. That was the scariest part. Uh, yeah, that was like that. That was definitely the main thing I wanted to like get down because I was like, let me just get past this first night because that was scary. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I watched most of that one. Then I definitely watched I think all of Peter's season because that was going on when I was going through casting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then now like these past seasons, of course, I watched mine and then kind of been here and there with the other ones um, as far as how much I watch. Were there any players when you were watching these other seasons kind of in preparation to go in, especially season 24, were there any players that you saw and you were like, oh, they're amazing at this game. I should emulate what I'm going to do in the game after what they're doing. (laughs) Honestly, no, 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 definitely not. I like going into this, I was very nervous because I, I did think I was going to get casted for the show and I just knew for myself though, I just had to be myself like that. I, like it gets too complicated when you try to do anything else for me, at least. Like I just had to fully be myself. I felt like um, there wasn't any, like, especially like on, uh, you know, with Tasha's season, like I was just fully myself. Um, no, like extra outside forces trying to, you know, influence mm-hmm. me to do anything or whatever. Like I, I just wanted to be true to myself. And I was really just there on a mission to like figure out if I, me and Tasha could work out by the end of this. Cause I did know like we had a very finite amount of time together. So that was like my singular focus was like figuring out what, if we could work out basically. Yeah. That season too. I mean, we'll get into that season obviously, but that was one of the, in my opinion, one of the hardest seasons to play because it was fractured. You guys all show up there for Claire Crawley. And then like a week later, Dale Moss is like, peace. I beat all of you. And you guys had to recalibrate. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But uh, going into that season, were you, I mean, we, we talked about your Instagram, but what was your relationship with social media? And like, what was your, your first social media account or platform when you, <laughs> and how old were you when you started doing any kind of social media stuff? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I didn't have much of a, you know, relationship with social media, I guess. Uh, I, MySpace is the first thing that comes to mind, I guess, you know, back yeah. in the day, making your top eight friends list and all that stuff was, <laughs> yep. and then picking, <laughs> picking what song you wanted people to listen to when they got to your page. I, I do remember that a little bit um but yeah instagram it was interesting because i like i said i had probably seven eight hundred followers to eight hundred followers i probably have like posted once a year like mm-hmm. i just i didn't do much on instagram is that at all. how is Go that ahead. how producers found you on instagram yeah 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 I, I was reached out to you actually um and still to this day i don't know how they found me but just randomly um got reached out to there and then um yeah the rest is history it was quite an extensive process but um yeah that's it was it was definitely a, a dm that i thought was fake at first uh-huh. but uh, <laughs> after verifying the person's identity then i was like oh, okay this is pretty cool and i think this is real so yeah did you know going into the game that if you come out of it at you know a high placement you could potentially be making money on social media uh i kind of knew that but not really i will say this like i remember because this this was the number that stuck in my head i was like I knew I because with Claire, I didn't I didn't know how far I was going to make it at all. Like I, there was a big age gap. She was uh, ca- I was casted before they ever even casted her. So I was like, this is a you know a long shot, to be quite frank. Uh, but then with Tasha there and then by the end of it, like when I'm like she and I already broke up, um, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to be in like magazines or whatever, probably and um, have a lot of followers and stuff. I thought I was like, okay, cool. I'll make an extra, you know, twenty thousand dollars. Like that's like in my mind what I thought I was going to make over the next year. 
I had zero clue about any of this stuff. So once I started like hearing some numbers and seeing things from other people and like offers I've gotten, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. So what, it. what was the most shocking offer? Or can you talk about like, you know, you're saying you were thinking $20,000 and that obviously was way under <clears throat> what wound up being the case. Can yeah. you tell us at all, give us some idea of what it is actually like coming out of the show with a hundred K plus followers. Do those offers just immediately start coming in and what are they like? No, they, uh, no, uh, yeah, some, some did, um, some were way bigger than others. Um, I'll say this, I, I definitely make more doing Instagram now than my actual engineering job, which I do full time still, um, which is, which you got, did you get degrees for your engineering? Job? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, that was just a show up. Hey guys, can I be an engineer? And they're like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> yeah i have an industrial engineering degree but uh so yeah no it's been a very nice you know side income i'll say um what's crazy is like the people you know who get like and i know you guys are aware of it like millions of followers and yeah. the amount of money they make is absolute insanity i've heard crazy crazy numbers um i think the biggest like one biggest like just straight offer i had was like this one deal for a car company that was like 50k and that was one of the early ones and I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked because I think they wanted like four posts from me for $50,000. Main grid uh, or stories? Yeah, yeah. Main grid. Yeah. Four main grid posts for 50 grand over the yep. course of what, like two weeks or something? Uh, No, no. I, f I forgot the time frame because I couldn't actually do that one because contract stuff. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, that was, uh, oh. yeah, that one was... Uh, <laughs> If it was like a one post thing, I probably would have just done it, but this was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a repeated one, but, uh, yeah, so that, that was a great one. I've had other, like all my long-term contracts are, are, are pretty substantial. Um, those are the best ones. Cause then you really like create a relationship with the company, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a crazy world that I'm still very new to and like, just try to figure out. So, uh, yeah, it's wild. God damn. I, that to us is like probably one of the central parts of the game as it exists in this modern era. And I think just from what I've kind of learned dabbling and coaching some players into various seasons and stuff, guys, for whatever reason, are just not as aware of this as the women are. The women like go yeah. into this stone cold <clears throat> eyes open, mm -hmm. like I'm going in here to make my fucking money. And the dudes have an attitude more like what you're saying. Like, I'm just going to go in and see what happens. And maybe I'll have a connection with the bachelorette. That's mm -hmm. like invariably how it always is. And it blows my mind. Yeah, I, I feel like just from my bachelorette season, most of the guys, I remember because we would all talk about it, trying to figure out like, what can we do with this now? And none mm. of us knew anything. I knew nothing. Like, so it's, uh, it was all a shock and it's all, you know, now I'm like a little a year and a half of doing like influencer stuff, I guess. So I like, kind of got a hang of it now. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's very nice side income, I'll say. Side income? You're, you just told us you make more money than yeah, your actual yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's <bumpy. insane. laughs> He's engineering on the side. Yeah, like now side hustle is being an engineer. That's fucking yeah. crazy. <laughs> I know. His side I know. hustle. I know. I know. <laughs> um, yep. Let's get into your season. This was the most anticipated Bachelorette season ever. Shooting ended up getting pushed five months. There was a lot of wild stuff that happened. There was forced nudity on multiple group dates in a row we had this neil lane infomercial we had two people love level four and resurrect which is where they come back after they've left oh yeah. and most importantly covid which had all of these different effects on the season the heat 
special guests coming in and being quarantined. Dark Lord Harrison leaves the bubble and Jojo comes in to fill in. Um, all of this goes on. When do you, what, can you take us back to <laughs> when they were supposed to do, shoot the first night one? Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was a lot. <laughs> um, it was March 2020, I guess. Yeah, we've got, we flew out to LA and that week was probably my third day out there while we're like just hanging out in the hotel room, but don't have any phones or anything um, is when like all hell started to break loose with COVID, of course, um, like Rudy Gobert, the NBA stuff. And then I remember like, I think it was two days later, we were supposed to have our first night and they're like, hey, we're going to have to uh, push things back, you know, a day or two or whatever. I'm like, cool, got it. And I'm, I'm not really sure, like I'm watching TV, but I'm not really like fully paying attention to the news. So I didn't realize how just crazy things had gotten. Um, and then they come back the next day and like, hey, we're gonna have to just send everybody home. Like COVID is getting, you know, out of control. Um, so at that point, I'm just really bummed, of course, because I'm like, okay, what are the chances that I'm going to be called back? And also like, we have no clue what's about to happen with the world in general. So uh, just mm-hmm. a, just a, yeah, exactly. A crazy situation. A few months later, they, they did reach back out. I was honestly a little bit surprised. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'm still down to do it, you know, and they, you know, assured that we would have all the safety measures in place and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how the lead up happened to it again. So, um, yeah, I had a theory, which you can corroborate. You can deny. I don't know if it's going to change my opinion on this or not, but I had a theory. It called. Won't. It won't. <laughs> I had a theory called Phantom Night One. That was essentially. Oh, I've, heard of, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Oh shit! I've you've heard, heard of Phantom Night One. Oh okay. my god! Well, you know what it is? It's it's basically that means that... you've spread enough misinformation, Chad. <laughs> it's not misinformation. <laughs> it's a theory. Okay, that's all. But the theory basically states that all the players showed up, had a real night one at the mansion, then they scuttled the season, and that those tapes are locked in a vault somewhere. We'll never see them. Did phantom night one happened and if not did you meet any of the other guys at least while you were in the hotel rooms and stuff no i mean to my knowledge i was not a part of that at all if it did happen but no that definitely didn't happen we were very close (laughs) to having that night one so we were very close to having that night one so it would have been interesting to see how that would have gone um with the timing of everything but um yeah no and i did not meet any of the other guys like it was mm-hmm. um i don't think i had a view of anything so i didn't see any other guys when i was in quarantine that uh, first time around did um, you look at any of them up on instagram or anything after that like claire crawley did with dale moss oh for sure like after we got sent home and like i see the whole list of people um you definitely you know kind of want to just compare a little bit <laughs> and then and, and look yeah. everybody yeah. up so definitely looked everybody up um I th- oh yeah that's right i think i did think I had a decent chance of coming back though. Cause I do remember it being a very, very young cast. Yeah. Like I was 28 at the time, which is already a big age gap, but there was like half the cast I think was younger than me even. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm. that did give me a little bit more hope and they did replace a lot of the younger guys. Um, Cause yeah, the next time I came back around, I think I was like the fourth youngest. So mm-hmm. um, they made a lot of changes for sure. And when you were looking at those Instagrams, did you <clears throat> immediately look at Dale Moss and think to yourself, Oh shit, we're all fucked. He's going to mop the floor with us. <laughs> honestly, no, no. I mean, no, not, I honestly had no clue. Just like with the whole thing, it's like whenever you meet people in person, I had, but yes, on, on the surface level, Dale, ex-football players, like 6'3", yeah. you know, Model. big guy. Yeah, He already had, a, I think he already was verified and had a lot of followers and stuff. So you're like, oh, damn. But, um, you know, I, I, 
I kind of just was trying to focus on myself and, and figure it out where things would go from there. But right. no, yeah, like night one, though, I remember it just like he got the first impression row. So, of course, like, you know, <laughs> that definitely, I'm sure, uh, made us all a little bit nervous. But he's a stud. So, I mean, hats off to him. Well, let, let's talk about that night one. So you come out and you do what we call an aloha, which is speaking a non-English language. You say <laughs> in Tagalog, you are very beautiful. Was this your idea? Did the producers help you figure out what to do? Did you have conversations with them about like, were they trying to put you in costumes and shit? And you were like, nah, I don't think so. No, I, I remember they definitely like, uh, they go around asking like, you know, what are you thinking about doing? And all I know is like, like I told you guys, I was like, I'm not doing anything corny. Um, they didn't, they didn't try to suggest anything to me. I just came up with it really. Um, yeah. I was like, how can I like kind of make an impression here without being like, you know, cringy, um, but slightly <laughs> memorable. So I was like, I felt like it was a good little mix. Um, so I didn't just want to say hi and bye either. So I, I tried to figure something out. So, yeah. I love the Aloha Lumo exit. I think it's one of the most powerful. It gives you this thing you can then talk about when you're inside so i think <laughs> although you were nervous about it i think you pull, pulled it off yeah, yeah that was, we, that was, uh, i definitely wanted that uh, filipino support pretty quickly so that was nice <laughs> <laughs> you were appealing to a certain segment of the fourth audience i, yeah. I, yes, I personally agree professional i think the aloha <laughs> is like it can be it's multifaceted too. You can do it and make it funny. It can be classy, which is what I think yours was. It just is a very versatile limo exit. Week one, you're on a group date. I'm looking for a guy who speaks to my heart. You're with Riley, Yosef, Jordan, Ben, Bennett, Zach C, Zach J, Dale, just in case you want to re refresh your memory. And you are met, you meet Dark Lord Harrison in this weird medieval castle and you have to speak your love language to Claire, doing monologues to her in a castle window. At this point, were you like, what have I gotten myself into? I found this date set up to be very strange. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, that's exactly my thought. I was like, what the fuck did I sign up for here? This is, this is insanity. But um, yeah, like having to profess our love while she stands in the castle, and it's like our first time <laughs> meeting her almost, I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> It was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was weird. I didn't understand parts of it, but you know, like with all this stuff, I was just like, we're all, at least the thing is like me and all the guys are going through it together. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of a bonding thing and you just kind of laugh at yourself. So um, I knew like going into this, I was just going to like throw myself into it. And you know, that's what I tried to do in all these group dates as crazy as they were. Cause like, I would not say like, I'm an artistic or like very like, I don't know. As you'll see later on, there's like all these artistic dates I was on. I never got to do any of the athletic stuff, which is like definitely more my range. But um, yeah, just had to throw myself into it. When you guys all get there in this season, and this is the first group day, and you see this, they're just basically putting you in a ballroom at the La Quinta. And like, here's this weird castle. Is anybody talking about how this is drastically different from what a normal bachelorette season would look like? There's not going to be any international travel. You guys are essentially just trapped in this weird resort at the whims of the producers was anybody aware of that or talking about it openly um like the contestants you're saying like um yeah i mean yeah i mean yeah like that was just yeah all around that was just a very weird time and we knew like going into it that we were going to be in that bubble so um yeah it was just i know i know definitely the traveling was definitely something that a lot of us were looking forward to the most because you go to some amazing beautiful places mm -hmm. and get to see 
really cool things, especially for myself. If I, you know, I made it pretty far, I would have been able to go to pretty much every country I would have think. Um, so definitely missed opportunity, but we were just also just grateful to be able to do something during coin during like COVID and stuff. Like right. everybody else was at home. We were able to, you know, go film a TV show, um, and sit by a pool every day. So it was, a it was just good times. And it was like a, with a lot of this stuff, um, the guys just really start to bond and just become like best friends, honestly. Um, cause mm -hmm. all we, all we have to do is just to talk and, you know, hang out with each other. So, um, it was just a good time. We didn't really, we tried not to think about the outside world too much. And it was actually really nice being disconnected from everything. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I'm like, are you ever worried? You're like, there's this historical pandemic going on, but we are cut off from the outside world. I guess you trust that like producers will let you know if like it gets to a point where you got to go home or something or worry about people. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And um, yeah, I think that <laughs> we'd get, we would get little tidbits of information about the outside world here and there. I think we even got to watch like um, an NBA playoff game one night. And that was like the most excited we were. I swear the whole, the whole time we were there. So you, know, <laughs> you get a little pieces here and there though. That's interesting. The two bubbles, one bubble watching the other allowed bubble, only the NBA and the bachelorette. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes that's <laughs> yes, the, only was... two th the only two games in town, but uh, <laughs> you know, you mentioned like sitting around talking with the other guys, building your relationships. What was it like for all of you when in this next week, <clears throat> Dale Moss, starts to control the game and producers are taking him out and giving him extra one-on-one -on -one time. Are you guys all aware at that point? Like, Oh, he's won the game and, and you don't know what's going to happen next. Or do you all think that this is just kind of part of how the season's going? Like, did you start to become aware at all that the season was about to fracture that quickly? Oh no, I had no clue. It was going to just end that abruptly. Like that was a complete and utter shock. Did I think Dale was by far ahead of everybody else? Yes, I did think that for sure. Um, especially like I, we would hear the other group date guys come back and they'll be like, oh, Dale had this amount of time. We had this amount of time. So it's yeah. you know, a much shorter amount of time. So you're just like, okay, she's clearly like developing a connection with this guy much quicker than, you know, a lot of people. So yeah, a lot of us were just kind of like, oh, long here for the ride now, I guess. Um, you know, we can't. <laughs> yeah, but the maybe they'll let us watch another playoff game. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the and the thing uh, also for me is like I was, a lot of people like um, definitely like rag on Claire and stuff, but like I had no issues with it at all. I'm like, this is what she wants to do, and it's her season. Like, if I was in her position and I wanted to do that, I wouldn't. I would just do it. So like, hats off to her. And every time I've interacted with Claire she was always just very nice um and sweet so um yeah I feel like people don't give her enough like praises too though I always see just like Claire bashing I feel like on the internet but she's awesome I like it. I, she's one of my favorite bachelorettes of all time oh, she okay. has Dark Lord Harrison said blew up the bachelorette <laughs> like anybody <laughs> who can take it to the producers like that and be like okay this show's really about finding love well guess what I did it now I'm gonna go home with the guy I found fuck you I mean she has my ultimate respect forever for doing that <clears throat> yeah I don't Wait, think no, I'll see do anything you... like it again do you, uh, do you, I guess this is for both of you, do you both feel like this was the decision of Claire and Dale to end it? I'm going to say yes. For Claire's <laughs> side, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. I, mean, I think, I think, I do think Dale was definitely probably a little bit thrown off initially. Mm -hmm. um, I would be honestly, just because it was so quick and it's like, 
wait uh, yeah because I, I remember chris went up to dale and he was like you know what happens next or whatever about the whole engagement yeah. <laughs> and i i would be freaked out at that point but um <laughs> you know so i'm sure he was just like oh, yeah I'm, it's because he's it. so you know what happens next pregnancy <laughs> you must conceive now <laughs> but okay so that portion of the season concludes claire walks out of there with dale moss they're supposedly happy and then you guys are all left in the lurch how much time transpires in real time between claire leaving and Tasha showing up um i don't know exactly it was like a few days a week maybe almost um a little okay. less um yeah we and then we were just kind of just yeah left to hang out I, I don't think we we had several dark days we weren't filming at all um so it's just like the guys again bonding <laughs> i remember one night specifically there's a lot of bro and out going on and there were six <laughs> there were 16 of us and somebody came up with the idea that we should all get rose tattoos after the season <laughs> and i was like you guys are absolutely crazy but i want to say like almost everybody agreed to it and I was like, I'm not doing that, <laughs> but you know, so it was, a. Uh, those are, those are definitely memorable times though. In that little, did period. guys get that tattoo? No, I think the only person who actually got a rose tattoo was Damar. <laughs> yeah, he's the only person who actually got it. Oh my God. <laughs> did they just leave him hung out to dry? Like, was See, everybody like yeah, we'll get it. And then he gets it. He's like, I got my rose. Are you guys getting yours? They're like, See, I nah, we changed our mind. <laughs> no, I think he might've already had an idea to probably get that maybe. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm telling you, every guy, except for maybe two of us, was like, okay, I'll do that. And I was like, y'all are insane. Because I'm I'm, I don't plan to get any tattoos in my life. I just, they're just not for me, really. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens during dark days. <clears throat> when you're cut <laughs> off from the outside world, you're like, let's, let's brand ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> there was one season of Bachelorette where Casey uh, got a rose tattoo during the season. You guys could have stepped wow. it up and gotten it during filming. He said, yep. I want to guard, guard and protect your heart to Ali Fedotowski. He did not. <laughs> they did not end up together. Wow, <laughs> um, wow. Tasha then emerges from the pool and she is now the new bachelorette. Did you have a sense when you're waiting during these days that there is going to be a next bachelorette because they are keeping you there or? Yeah, I mean. Any idea what was happening? Yeah, whenever things ended with Dale, or the Claire's part of the season ended, they told us like, hey guys, if you just hang out, trust us. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. That means something's going to happen. Um, I want to say some of some of the guys thought it was going to be like a Bachelor in Paradise situation maybe. And then some people thought it would just be another Bachelorette. I remember Tasha's name did come up when we were just like guessing about what's going to happen. Because I do think she was like kind of rumored to be one of the potential Bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. Um, before mm. it all started, there were probably like three or four people that were. Um, I can't remember the others at all. So um, she was definitely like on the radar. Um, like I knew of her. I'd never saw her season or really paid attention to her Instagram or anything. So I at least knew of her though. In that gotcha. season, there were a couple of villains that popped up. Yosef Abarodi was one, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one really, Bennett and Noah, kind of uh, got pitted against each other. To us... That rivalry felt completely manufactured. What was it actually like there with them? Were they really mad at each other all the time? Was the idea to give Noah the the present to make fun of him? Was that Bennett's idea? Yeah, I mean, see, so I'm definitely fully biased on this one because oh. one, I'm I'm very good friends with Noah, and two, Bennett. Like, I'm fine with Bennett now, but he was definitely like 
a jerk. <laughs> like he um <laughs> well, he definitely was. Um me me and Bennett, I mean me and Bennett got into it uh, uh one time, but it just never, you know, got shown at all. But um yeah, I didn't I didn't really like him. He was he was always like um trying to mess with the guys who were younger and trying to act like we weren't man enough or whatever. And I'm like, dude, you, you know, nothing about me at all. And that's kind of what he was doing with Noah too, but there's just like escalated a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so he was just trying to act like he was like better than us. And I did not like that at all. Um, so yeah, Bennett was a little, he was, he was hilarious. He was a very funny guy. We got along with him, but then he would take these little subtle jabs at you and you're just like, like why <laughs> made no sense. So um, yeah. Wait, so. why did you two get in a fight? um he said it was that it was that dumb grown man grown ass man challenge grown ass man challenge yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and then and then like out of all people he tried to like make a joke and single me out as like not being one or something because he thought because he he said I was the youngest here and I was like dude I'm not even the youngest person here you just don't know anything about me so like I just like popped off I just have good skincare Yeah, so I, I just don't like when people judge you without knowing like the first thing about you. Like he was, he was wrong about my age, and then he had no clue like the things that I had done in my life um, or whatever. And um, the person I, I, the man I think I am today. Um, so it was just very insulting. I felt like, especially in front of the whole group, I was like, "What the fuck?" But yeah. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring, I'm ready to get out there, I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx, that's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer thank dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) I'm a source boy, Quince boy. You got no idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. (laughs) 
Just call me Quince, King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q U I. N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Yeah. And then you go on to have what we think is one of the most historically important one-on-ones with Tasha Adams that season where you guys have a conversation around Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and being black in America. Were you surprised when that aired, when they actually kept it in the end? Um, I was surprised they showed that much of it, I'll say. Um, it was like by far the longest one-on-one date of the season, I feel like, if we actually timed it. Like, they showed a lot of it. I did think, like, it was such a crazy time in the world with race relations and everything else. Um, so I was definitely aware of, like, how this was going to come off, to, you know, to the outside world a little bit. So I did think like they had to have that type of conversation or they had to show that type of conversation at some point. Um, Cause even like just the guys, like we would talk about, you know, race and stuff all the time. Like I remember like getting into like deep talks with like Zach and some Jordan and some of the other guys in the, from the season. Um, so if we were like filming all this content, then I was assuming they were going to show some of it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, that was a definitely a special night. And um, yeah, I can't watch that date without like crying. It's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a lot because it was like fun and like just very like at home date night type thing during uh, covid where we just played games and then it was um, also just very deep and real um, talked about family talked about race talked about a lot and then um, just connected so it was honestly like a magical night that was like the best night I could imagine um, honestly for that one-on-one so yeah yeah I actually your conversation with Tasha, I gave my play of the season during this because I just thought it demonstrated for TRR, which is what we call for the right reasons, connected BLM to your personal family story. And it and and it made the edit because honestly, we haven't seen a conversation like that before that point that had never been on the show. Yeah. So like it was my favorite moment of that season. Um and then you 
make it to hometowns. Did you guys have any idea that your families were going to be in hometowns beforehand? Um, not really. I think at some point they always asked, they asked us like, who would we want to come for hometowns? Um, mm-hmm. So I did think that we, I kind of, I kind of was assuming that they're going to be coming into town. Um, at least a couple of the people. So, yeah. Did you prepare your family at all when you were going in the show? Like, Hey, look, <clears throat> if I get to a certain point, you guys <laughs> might have to come into this bubble. No, I, I did not prepare my family at all. Which <laughs> oh was, my God. Um, no, like I, and, and it, it was kind of crazy. Cause like I said, um, once Claire was announced, I mean, I didn't think I was going to make top four in my mind. Like I, I, I showed up and I thought like, you never know what could happen, but like, realistically, I was like, who knows? Like, it's, I'm, you know, probably go pretty early on. So when Tasha showed up, I was like, oh shoot, like pretty, probably like almost the first night I was like, oh crap, I'm about to be here like till the very end and my family's probably going to be here. Um, so that was like definitely exciting, but um, yeah, I don't know what prep we would have done. I guess like, don't embarrass me, but like, <laughs> well, don't embarrass me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if you talk to us, we have a whole strategy planned about how you can give your family <laughs> secret code words. If you want them to tank it for you so that you can go out with a victim <laughs> edit, we have all kinds of strategies oh. that you can give your family. <laughs> no, yeah. I think yeah, it would have been so funny if you had clearly prepped them for Claire and they were like, Ivan's really mature. Like <laughs> he's ready to have kids tomorrow. I swear. And then you're like, no, it's a different, different person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I have such a good relationship with my family and we're very close. So we talk like every day and stuff. So it was just, it was just very easy for us. And like the good thing with them is that they just trust me with like all my decision making and stuff. So I knew they were just going to show up in like a supportive, loving capacity. They weren't going to be hard on Tasha. They were just going to love her no matter what, really, as long as like she cared about me. So um, I was just excited for, for Tasha to meet them, honestly, and for my parents to meet her. Mm-hmm. They sound above average. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like an above average Plano, Texas family to me. They're the best. They're the they're the best. I'm telling you, they're the best parents anybody could ever ask for. So yeah, uh, I, I will always sing so their sweet. praises. Yes. So then, after this hometown, you of course move to the fantasy suite round. This is the second round of playoffs. Uh, you get the airstream fantasy suite, <laughs> and then you make history again as the first player ever in the history of this game to be dismissed due to religious reasons. And uh, I awarded your disbelief in Jesus Christ as the error <laughs> of the game. Because as we know, our beloved <laughs> game, especially in the contemporary era, is like you, you kind of at least have to be cool with it, if not a Christian player yourself, to make it far. But were you surprised in this moment? Because in any normal relationship, one that is not taking place in a, a reality show context, this is something you talk about very early on. If it's a, a massive deal breaker, your religious convictions or, or whatever you believe reality to be, that would be something that you talk about in, in one of the first or second dates, probably. And in the context of this show, it seems like it would behoove all the players as well as the lead to have that sussed out before they even cast people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I get it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, something like with me just being not religious and um, honestly, like I'm open to dating any religion. So that's why I don't really speak about religion at all with anybody. I don't, I'm, I'm not religious. So there's no reason for me to like bring it up or like spread my beliefs right. really, I guess. Um, and I'm open to dating anybody. So it is something that's always kind of in the back of my mind, especially living in like a Dallas, Texas type totally. area where very, mm-hmm. very Christian here. So, um, you know, all my friends, uh, my current girlfriend, Christian as well. Um, so it's something that that's like definitely in the back of my mind, but like, yeah, if it's something that's like very important to you, I do think, 
um, it probably should be brought up as like a deal breaker pretty early on, like early on. Um, really, you know, <laughs> I guess you could do that with every lead. Like, what are the deal breakers? Like, do you want kids? What religion are you? Do you need to date a certain religion? And you could probably, you know, knock out whatever 10 to 12 guys instantly. Cause there were several guys I remember who called me after I was like, I'm not religious either. What the heck? <laughs> so I had no shot at all. So, uh, no, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy situation, um, that we just, you know, found out about each other in the fantasy sweet time. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And then I was also honestly a little bit nervous or very nervous about how that was going to air just cause being, like I said, being in this area, everybody around me is, Christ is Christian people are going to start thinking I'm like, who knows, a devil worshiper or whatever else. <laughs> and I'm like, it's are not, you? No, no. Are you satanic? It's, Tell it's us the not truth. That, it's not that at all. I, I, it does great things for a lot of people. I just don't need it. And honestly, I remember looking up a bunch of statistics about religion. I was like, the non-religious group of people is actually growing more than any other actual religion. So I just think it's the way of the future, not to get like too deep into it, but uh, it's just how, no, no, it's just... But it, it definitely made me feel nervous just because like people side eye you people, you know, a lot of times um, try to push their religion on you to a certain degree, which, you know, I don't always appreciate. I'm like, I can figure out for myself. Um, but yeah, no. And, and I fully understand, like, she's dealing with a lot, though. So it's like maybe she did bring it up with who knows half the guys or yeah. something. I don't I don't know exactly. Um, yeah, there's a lot to manage in her position. Uh, just kind of crazy. Yeah, we didn't get to fully vet that out pretty early on there. Um and yeah, yeah I, I do think she actually, I don't actually think she knew what she wanted to do when she found that out about me. I don't think it was like a hard line deal breaker at first that she had to think about it more and like what was best for her. Um, so yeah, I don't even know if she's ever had to come across that because she was married pretty early on and then um, went on The Bachelor. So who, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely the first time that we've ever seen it happen in the game. I am on personally on your side as well having grown up in dallas texas my high school girlfriend was extremely christian mm -hmm. you didn't really have much of a choice if you wanted a high school girlfriend that was gonna have to be the way it was done <laughs> and then uh, as soon as i graduated i moved to los angeles <laughs> we're all devil worshipers here That's right. no but they and then the way they left it very like kind of ominous so nobody knew what i was so everybody yeah. was just assuming i was like muslim or whatever else and i'm just like just not religious. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's not that deep, but yeah. yeah. Well, you conclude your season after getting to travel to the, the airstream at La Quinta, and you decide that you are going to join the cast for BIP season seven. Was that something that you talked about with people shortly after the show ended um uh i'm sure yeah i think it definitely probably came up but like um i remember they definitely gave me time to just like process everything it was such a, a mind fuck the whole situation honestly of being there um I, especially those last few that last like week i was there when we already broke up and i just kind of had to hang out um in my hotel room by myself i was like this is not the place i want to be right now just send me home please but um, no, BIP is definitely something that I know, like a lot of the guys have talked about, especially like in our dark, uh, those dark days we had, um, it was something that was talked about a lot. So yeah, um, I, I knew it was something I wanted to do, especially after seeing the season two, all the producers are great. My experience all around was great, made a ton of friends. Um, so as long as I was going to be single, I was definitely down to do a bachelor in paradise for sure. 
Well, we all know what happened that season. Uh, <clears throat> you come out, you actually get third sand, which is a very high sand placement. And you also see uh, GSJ Grocery Store Joe, a.k.a. Grocery Store, and Abigail Herringer were the first male and female sand. Did you have any idea that Grocery Store Joe was going to be the focus of the entire season when you first showed up? Did it feel like that at all? I had no clue um, that he was that Joe was going to be there. Um, I did know that since he was like the first guy who got brought down, um, I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's probably going to be like one of the more you know main characters of the show. But I was the second guy brought down too, so I was like feeling good about myself too. So yeah, um, main character energy. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, so I felt be good to be in that position. Um, I felt like I was going to find somebody at paradise. I thought I was going to, you know, meet a ton of people, um, and, and really find somebody, whether that was an engagement or just a girlfriend. Uh, but yeah. So did it seem at all to you? Like there were certain players were getting like preferential treatment, like grocery store, Joe, Becca Kufrin, Natasha Parker, for examples. Uh, what do you mean by preferential? Really? Well, we know from various podcasts that we've listened to, Becca Kufrin had a computer there. She had internet access uh, yeah. that none of you else had. We obviously <clears throat> saw Natasha Parker was given a rose by the producers. They just manufactured one to keep her there. Um, things of that nature, but also, I mean, and we'll get to it, like what they did to you, stuff like that wasn't happening to other players. Mm -hmm. Or certain players would get like targeted, like uh, Alana Milne and Chris Conran and uh, Piper <clears throat> James and Brennan Marias. Yeah. Those types of things weren't happening to other players like grocery store Joe, for example. Yeah. No, I mean like, and I think in every like season of this show, like you have to have some people that, you know, are the play the different roles. And yeah, I didn't, I, I do remember now. Yeah. Becca, I do think had a computer, but she had to do like, I guess the podcast and stuff yeah, for them. So that kind of made, sure. that kind of made sense. And... Yeah. There's a reason <laughs> she has access to the outside world. But, beyond no, yeah. Just being the host of bachelor <laughs> happy hour. It's not that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but like if I was in Becca's shoes though, I would want a lot more power than let's say a me. She's an ex lead, you know, and she's yeah. got a pocket. Mm -hmm. I would want more power. I would, if I was in her position, I would take full advantage of everything of that I am given for sure. Uh, yeah. What would be in your paradise rider? <laughs> more money, probably. Is what I ask. <laughs> That's all I would ask. For. No, but even on that end, I remember they like definitely like took care of me um, in that end too, um, a little better than the average player. So was, that was a nice thing that made me feel good. And that, on top of being third sand or whatever, uh, I thought I was being set up for success to find love out there. You know, instead of being set up for success, you use your engineering prowess to hack into a producer's locked phone that they left in your room in order to investigate and extract the room number of Alexa Ray Caves and visit her room after hours. Yeah, so- Why uh, did you hack into this phone I'll and destroy the Bachelor in Paradise romantic process? Yeah, yeah I get, this This is a very interesting topic that- <laughs> So I, I get, <laughs> I did not hack or- a locked phone there was an unlocked phone <laughs> and noah herb was my roommate and agrees with everything that i say when it comes to this this situation um what they showed on tv was like me saying like there was a phone left in our room um and i saw alexa's name and room number 
And that's exactly what happened. Actually, the fact that he actually showed it is what's like my saving grace and being able to talk about it a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, there was a phone left in my room. Her name on this unlocked phone was there with a room number. It was down the hall and two floors up. I had no connections at the beach. I had her listed as like my top person I wanted to meet out there. And I said that since the beginning, I remember even telling Joe and Serena uh, or Joe and Abigail, like they asked me, who are you excited to see? I was like, Alexa, that was like one of the people I said to them. Um, So I was also just, you know, a little bit annoyed with the fact that, you know, of course that she hadn't come out yet. And I had been going through the ringer. I probably, I don't know, in total, I think I kissed like five girls in paradise last year. Um, So it's just like jumping every week. I'm getting a rose from somebody else or I'm giving a rose to like a new person. So um it's like when that's happening for me and then I see like you know Noah and Abigail just like coasting through this thing you know mm-hmm. um and whoever else I'm just like god dang it guys like this could have just been me and you know her probably <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I'm uh, third sand why is Alexa <laughs> not fourth <laughs> yeah exactly so it's uh so I yeah I just made a you know an honest like just genuine decision to go see her and talk to her and hang out and I fully thought I got away with it really. And we just honestly had a great time hanging out on her balcony talking and she was shocked uh, to this day. We're still like, you know, friends and um, she's got a boyfriend now and um, she's a great person. She's honestly is a great person. But I mean, do you think that that the producer left that there on purpose is what I would think specifically to trap you into doing that so that they could then punish you on camera. That is my personal belief. Do you share that belief? (laughs) I <laughs> do share that. <laughs> see, I yeah, there's a lot of, you know, theories about like whether it was, you know, orchest- a big orchestrated thing and whatnot, or if it was just, you know, a one-off situation. Um, I I still to this day have no clue. In my mind, if I had to guess, and I've said this before, it was a situation where they where I was probably how do I say this? there's probably a message that wanted to be relayed to me like hey you still have hope here but like just so just like hold on maybe like maybe that Mm. I don't think think anybody trying to help you out I don't think anybody was trying to get me to leave my room because that definitely wasn't like my nature to do that at all Mm -hmm. um I had a I have a pretty good like working relationship with everybody there but um I just remember being so like emotionally exhausted and tired of everything so I was like I'm done. Let's, yeah. Let me just go say what's up to her. So, um, didn't other people leave their rooms and visit each other? I thought this was oh, a thing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. Is what I've heard now since I've done it. Um, not like in uh, my season, but like past seasons, I've heard stories about people like leaving their rooms. Um, and Becca Kufrin did it on would... at Bachelor Live on stage. She literally <laughs> said, "I left my room to go meet up with Thomas, but I." She says, "I was smarter than Ivan. I didn't get caught." <laughs> She says that as a joke, but also she's a preferred player. So like she had probably producers like holding her hand, walking her down the hall, you know, at least in my mind. I'm not, this is all conjecture. I have no actual proof of this, of course, but this is how it comes across to me. Anyway, I I just, I felt like that moment was something we had never seen anything like it in paradise. And for somebody Mm -hmm. to leave their phone open, unlocked, just happens to be on a, an image or whatever, a fucking map of exactly the person's room that you want to go to who hasn't been on scene. So it was a list of like everybody's name and room numbers, by the yeah. way. But, um, but yeah, it was. It wasn't just Alexa's picture with like the room. No, <laughs> no yeah, I saw, saw a lot of very funny memes, like with people like Alexa and big letters in her room number. On a, on a, <laughs> like, a lot of, a lot of funny stuff, but it was like just the list of, and honestly, other thing is too, like, 
um, you know, every, they have to like make their rounds and just say hi to everybody. It could have just been a situation where they were just like going through the list. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who knows to this day? I, I have no clue. Um, do you feel like you deserved, like everyone yelled at you on the beach after that? Do you think you deserved that? That. Um, uh, what do you mean yelled at me exactly? Well, or go ahead. people were like, oh, you lied. Who was it? It was lying <clears throat> to Chelsea or something, right? I'm trying no, to remember. I, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird situation. Um, I didn't. Cause that was like a different, like I didn't have any ties to the beach. So like my actions with Alexa were just like what I was doing the entire time out there exploring a relationship with somebody. And that is what it is. Mm-hmm. The next day I thought I was fully going home. So I was like checked out mentally um, and just was there to really hang out. But then it's like everybody, a lot of the people were telling me like, Hey, Chelsea's interested. She's got an open rose, you know, might want to talk to her. Um, my, all my guy friends are telling me to go talk to her. Then she makes the comment to me, like, hey, Ivan, how come we never talked one-on-one? Um, and I'm like, okay, this is definitely something. She wants to at least have a conversation. So I'm like, I'm down with having a conversation. I don't have any ties to anybody, really. Um, and then things just escalated because then, you know, we eventually, like, kiss. And, and, um, and that's, like, in front of Aaron and James. Again, this was a situation where, like, I wanted to kiss her, and it was great and whatnot. But she asked me, she was like, hey, um, I really want to see what it's like to kiss you right now. So then we start making out and I'm just like, but it makes it seem like I'm just like diving in and try to like steal her rose and all this stuff. And, and I think my, my, one of my main saving graces for it all is like, after all that occurred um, in my interviews and to the other guys, I said, I'm leaving no matter what at this rose ceremony. Before this rose ceremony happened, I told every, like a lot of the people, like I am leaving and several people vouched for me on that mm. um so like i didn't have intentions on stealing anybody's rose that's like the opposite of what i was trying to do um i just explored the situation for a second and then i realized i want i didn't want to be there anymore um and then yeah aaron of course me and him almost you know come to blows to a certain degree um just because he i did not like the way he approached me he made several threats and called me you know a pussy and a bitch and all this other stuff and that's why i was reacting to if you really watch it i don't make one threat to him at all i'm just like um, dude, what are you going to do? And I just stand up for myself, really. Um, so I didn't like how he was threatening me. I wasn't really like, you know, fighting him over the Chelsea situation. He just didn't even want to talk about it in like a mild manner. So, um, yeah, so it was a lot unve- uh, developed uh, or happened that next day. Um, so I was just tired of it all. And I wanted to go home really by the by the nighttime. And then to my surprise, you know, the whole thing with Wells happens and they discovered that I left my room. So <laughs> had no clue that was coming. Yeah. And they kind of made you do like a public apology to the whole beach. With, I mean, yeah. was that of your own volition or were producers kind of like no. pushing you to do something like that? No, it was, uh, it was just Wells. Wells was like, um, no, I, and I was, I remember telling Wells, like I was going to leave tonight no matter what. And then he was just like, um, oh, well, it'd probably be a good idea for, you know, you to relay like what happened here instead of them hearing it from me. So, I, and I thought that was a good idea to be honest. So um, I went up there and at this point, you know, it's super late or early in the morning, I should say, uh, late at night. So I'm just like trying to gather my thoughts on how I'm about to explain yeah. this crazy situation. This was already a crazy day. And then this crazy other situation that only Noah knew about because he was, you know, my roommate. So he's just over here holding it down for me at the, when everybody's asking, what's going on? What's going on? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> So he held it down for me. That's but, a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think he was worried that he was going to get uh, in trouble too or something. But uh, no, nah, it's uh, yeah, it was a crazy situation. But no, nah, I and and in those moments though, um, 
I did want to, I did want to be apologetic because the, the thing I had a good relationship, have a good relationship with the producers and the EPs and stuff. And the thing you sign up for when you go on these shows is to be filmed. Like that's why sure. I'm there to be filmed. So I did like quote unquote, break the rules in the, in that regard where like, I did not allow them to film, you know, whatever, you know, me going to see Alexa and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I felt bad from that regard, honestly. And that's where I was really speaking of when I hmm. uh, was speaking, uh, apologizing to everybody. But um, as far as act, the actual act, I wasn't like apologetic about that really at all. Like I, I really wanted to see her and that's what I want to go do. Totally. Um, yeah. And I'm sure she appreciated it too, because there's a lot of players get <clears throat> brought out there and you get put in a hotel room and just kept in there for two weeks and you never even <clears throat> get to come on the show. I can't imagine how terrible that is, how much of a waste of time it is for you, you know, and then nobody even comes to see you except the producers like sliding a meal under the door once or twice a day. That's like what it seems like to me in my head, you know? Yeah, no, that would be a nightmare scenario. I know. um, Yeah, I know once she found out that I left, she decided to leave, too. She was because I know she was very excited to uh, meet me as well or Mm -hmm. hang out. So, um, but yeah. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, 
It has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, (laughs) and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Even that, though, I would say is like an example of preferential treatment that you're out there. They know who you want to meet. They know that she wants to meet you and they just never bring her out. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, that's that's was part of my frustrations at the time when I went to go yeah. see her. And that's what made me act the way I acted, you know, in, in a different in a different world. You know, if things, you know, happened differently, I don't, that scenario would have never happened, you know? So totally. um, I, and yeah, and, that, and again, like that, you know, a lot of people expect me to like be kind of mad at them and whatnot, the producers and whoever makes the show, but like they have a show to make. Um, it's for love. It's for entertainment. Um, they've been nothing but good to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just very thankful to them and, and, and everybody involved. They work super hard. I really appreciate all of them. So um, it sucks. It went, it happened that way, but I always knew like, once you, you know, sign up for these shows, like this can go any direction. Like mm-hmm. even like, you know, somebody who you would think like me, uh, who I thought, you know, would be able to be able to, you know, stay out of all the drama for the most part stuff happens. It's a, it's a crazy situation, crazy world and anything can happen. Yeah. I definitely thought you coming off of Tasha's season would get, you know, what some people call the Ben Higgins edit type thing. Um, would you, you're no longer single right now. If you were, would you go on Bachelor in Paradise again? Yeah, no. Um, if I was, if I was single, yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, uh, I, I have a great working relationship with a lot of the producers. They're honestly great people. Um, the cont- you make a ton of friends, um, like other contestants. 
um, leads to great opportunities. Um, there's like so many different reasons that I think are positive of going on the show. And that's why I suggest like anybody, a lot of the, you know, guys from the recent seasons ask me like, Hey, should I do this? Should I do this? I'm like, yes, just, just do it. So mm-hmm. it's a very cool experience, um, that you'll always have. And I'm always one for like going and having these like, you know, once in a lifetime experiences. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they're going to have a great time down there for the most part. Um, and, and, yeah not not yeah not everybody gets the best paradise experience but uh wish them all the best for sure (laughs) yeah good luck there's only a couple of sacrificial lambs (laughs) Um, you kind of have admitted that you still follow the bachelor world a little bit you're watching contemporary seasons you're potentially giving some advice to people who are going down to paradise or whatever how do you feel about how the the entire world of the bachelor has kind of grown really in these bubble seasons the the first one that you are on bachelor 16 or bachelorette 16 is when we started to see the rise of all these different podcasts coming out and all these different instagram accounts that cover it were one of those podcasts Mm -hmm. how do you feel about how it's been growing and where do you think that growth will ultimately go um that's a great question and the i think the thing that's a little bit tough for me is like i don't fully know what it the environment was like before my season. So I've, I feel Mm. like I've mostly known about all these, you know, podcasts and um, pages and stuff. It does seem like a lot uh, more and more keep popping up here and there, but uh, yeah, I remember listening to a lot of the podcasts and whatnot. So um, I mean, yeah, Bachelor Nation is super strong. Um, So it's like, I would imagine it keeps growing, but then you hear all the things about how like cable television struggling and all that kind of stuff. So, so who really knows? It seems like it's a staple in our country for a long time. I would think um, yeah. the show has just been around for so long. It's just an iconic type of thing. So I would think it would, it would continue to grow and um, they have some smart people there. I'm sure they'll figure out ways to like still make it reach, um, you know, an audience. I think a lot of it's got to just do with like, we have so many different options now. Like I, I can turn on Netflix or Hulu and watch a billion other shows. It's like a lot of competition. So they just got to adjust and, um, um, and go from there. So assuming you are still friends with Noah, <coughs> do you keep in touch with anyone else from the show? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Noah and Abigail and I were actually just in Belize, uh, for about a week. So that oh. was fun. Yeah. Like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. Damar, um, is like one of my best friends. And then I talked to Riley a lot too. Uh, those are like the main guys I talk to all the time. Um, Damar and I are actually starting our own podcast soon. <gasps> yes. Yeah, What's it yeah, called? Bury the lead. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to reveal the name just okay. yet. But we're, it's going to start. It's called I Got a Rose Tattoo and Ivan Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the Rose Bros. The Rose yeah, Bro and the Rose, the non-Rose Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so i think the it'll rose be... bro and clean ivan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so yeah to your point like i guess i mean i'm making one so it's gonna keep on growing too yeah you know? yeah a lot of the uh ex-contestants like to do that stuff but i think it'll be fun just because like me and him are like actual like really good friends now and it'll just be a very natural easy thing so it's gonna be some dating advice a little bit and then of course just bachelor type talk uh recaps and stuff so to keep up with the show it's been a you know, really big part of both our lives, especially my life. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it'll be fun. And it's, it's not going to really feel like work when you just get to talk to your, you know, one of your best buddies, I feel like. So it'll be, uh, it'll be cool. I think cut to two and a half years from now, we'll have the same <laughs> conversation and see what you think. Clues and I are besties. Yeah, We're besties. We are best not work. No, I mean, we enjoy what we do too, but we've been doing it for almost three years. And it's oh, like, well. once you start to really zero in on like the format of your show and all that kind of stuff, it does become a job. Certainly. 
but mm-hmm. I, I still don't I, I kind of agree with you I don't really still feel like it's work like we're getting to talk to you about all this crazy shit this is super fun to me yeah exactly. yeah Damar is so funny I am so excited for this no yeah he's yeah do he's you know when of, you're gonna launch it uh before um this upcoming bachelorette season for sure um because oh. we definitely want to yeah we want to go through that and then you know have as many guests as we can on there too and then uh, definitely want to recap Paradise since we were both there last year. And Demar's got like like all the guys would say like for my season, he's got like that radio podcasting type voice and just like totally. honestly the best personality. Like nobody can not like Demar. It's a very uh, and yeah, that's why he's become like my best friend from the show now. So I, uh, I'm very happy and excited to do that. And then you know um, it'll just be fun for us. So yeah. Well, whenever you want to promote it or whatever, you are welcome on our on our show. I'd love to talk to Damar. He's he oh yeah, we'd love to like do that. <laughs> is one of the best parasocial players. Like I feel like he made amazing social media after the show and seems to know everyone. So I think you guys are going to be successful. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, then no, yeah, he's definitely going to be a star of the show for sure. So it'll be it'll be fun for us. <laughs> so how are you guys? Have you had any preliminary talks about this upcoming season of the bachelorette? What are you guys expecting out of the first season that has two bachelorettes as the leads? Yeah, I know it's uh we actually need to watch Clayton season first, both of us. So, <laughs> so yeah, we hurry a, up. We, yeah, we have a little catching up to do. I think it starts when, um, July, July 11th. Yeah. So, so we'll be ready to roll. Um, I'm thinking probably like a week or two before that season starts. Nice. Um, is when we'll roll out. I'm gonna fly out to Phoenix probably in um, the next week or two, and we'll really start to you know get everything ironed out. Um, but um, yeah, it's. it's I think people would want to hear your your takes on the Clayton season too. If you wanted to record that, I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> they'd like it. Yeah, no, I, I I probably we definitely probably should. Um, and uh, no, we'll we'll definitely do that. It'll be it'll be fun. It'll be uh. I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. That's uh, I think we like you guys are definitely like bring something unique to your podcast, which is why I think you guys have grown in a different like perspective on how to view everything. I think um, thanks. We'll, no, yeah, of course. And then I think we'll be able to give a little bit of a unique perspective because it's just like um, two homies, best friends, uh, both you know, you know, uh, especially with these new times, um, with the more diversity in uh, Bachelor world, you know, we're two young black men talking about The Bachelor and, and, yeah. and dating. So it's like a, a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a different perspective. Um, it's not a forced friendship, not forced co-host or whatever. Like we're just going to be hanging out, talking about some dating advice in The Bachelor. So um, I think it'll be a, a, a fun, good listen. Have you talked to two black girls, one rose? I love their tagline is like two black women invading the whitest space on television. <laughs> See, yeah, they uh, no, like I, I get, I get it, I get it, because like the way the show has been, and you want to kind of almost have an overcorrection. I feel like, but we're a little bit more, you know, <laughs> down the middle. <laughs> but no, they're they are great. I, I've heard their podcast, and it's it's good to hear those perspectives as well. You know, so yeah. Well, Ivan, we cannot thank you enough for sitting down and talking with us, and we're looking forward to your podcast with Damar. Where can people find you and see what you're up to and uh, start following you on stuff if they're not already so that they can be ready for when that podcast comes out? Cool, yeah. Um, I mean, just Ivan B. Hall on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're still playing with the name right now. We've got a couple of good ideas so um, of our podcast, so we'll drop that all within the next few weeks here so it'll it'll be coming soon i'll uh, 
so uh, excited. We'd love to have you guys on there or, or come yeah. back on here and join you guys for a bit. Anytime. No, yeah. I, and again, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, y'all, y'all do a great job. And um, yeah, and you guys sent me the book too and stuff. So that was uh, very cool. I love how you guys define all the words for all these different things because so many funny <laughs> uh so many funny words that bachelor nation has developed because it's 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 crazy but it's very funny yeah <laughs> um and just before we go just to so that we're clear about this you don't have any personal evidence that phantom night one was real but you're not saying it's not <laughs> just so yes, we can i don't oh my god to be clear you're right that okay. is a, yes i do not have any personal evidence that it's real phantom night one might have happened without ivan that's right <laughs> just dale moss and claire crawley maybe you don't know yeah. so yes the the okay. dream you still lives there you go thank you very much and he needs again. this let's let he needs it. i do, <laughs> I do but, need yeah. it. you're right but thanks again ivan for for joining us yeah, this has been an absolute you. pleasure of course no, no thank you guys Thank you so much to Ivan Hall for joining us for Gore Girl Summer. This was a fantastic interview. We finally got to the bottom of some very important things that we have been discussing for many years, including officially disproving Phantom Night One. Oh, I'm sorry. Some of us might say. I'm sorry. That's not what I got from that interview. <laughs> In fact, what did you get from that interview? Phantom Night One is real. Ivan Hall just wasn't a part of it. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> all right well sound off in the comments whether you had the same takeaways as clues or as pace case from this uh fantastic interview and we will be back on friday for our this week in bachelor nation join us there and don't forget to pick up your new merch for the windeckia season at gameofroses.co and before we go as always what is that dwab at It has been 7,379 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 